You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. On the ride with Royster. On second and five, plenty of time for Dalton. They're short of the first down on the catch by the rookie. Josh Malone, fourth round pick out of Tennessee. And Ryan Shazier, the leader of this Pittsburgh defense, is not getting up. Uh, we will get to that serious matter in a moment, but another serious matter uh, as a follow-up to the uh, This Day in History, uh, December 5th, 1945, five U.S. Navy Avenger bombers disappeared with 14 crew into the Bermuda Triangle. They also sent out a rescue aircraft, uh, the Mariner, that had 13 men on it, never seen again. None of them ever seen again. They uh, they disappeared and no trace of nothing. 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 Ugh. Never found anything. Now the Navy, of course, not wanting to admit that they got swept up in this Bermuda Triangle, says that it was the seas were so rough it just ate all the uh, the refuge from the uh, from the thing. Anyway, but. Uh, uh, December uh, 5th, 1945, a big tragedy in the Bermuda Triangle, which does exist. Ryan Shazier, fantastic uh, linebacker for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, going into uh, last night's game, he led his team with 89 tackles, three interceptions, two fumbles. Uh, he had a last year. He had a four-game streak of interceptions as a linebacker, out of Ohio State. Uh, only a 25-year-old, uh, quite a pick, uh, 15th overall pick by the Steelers in 2014. Ohio State he, kid, right? Yep. Yeah. Ohio State of and uh, Lauderdale Lakes, Florida, originally, but Ohio State uh, recruited him from them. Pro Bowl last year. He was a first-team All-American in 2013. And uh, it's uh, it's serious stuff here. He got, as uh, we've played in that highlight there, he got lit up. He's still being treated in uh, Cincinnati for a what they're calling a back injury and not a spinal injury. They're saying that uh, he will not need surgery. Uh, Mike Mitchell, his teammate, said he just got off the phone with him. He's in good spirits, already making progress. God has him. Keep praying. Keep believing. Never thought I'd say this, but uh, go get him. Anyway, uh, it would be a uh, shame if this kid is done playing football because he is he's, really, he's really, really good. Really yeah. a good football player. And uh, and uh, as again, as we've said a couple of times here today, the amazing thing is after seeing him strapped on a board and going through that uh, trauma last night in Cincinnati in the first half, uh, these guys were taking cheap shots at one another in the second. It, half. Yeah, it just what never stopped. Wrong. I people? don't know what is wrong. Now this was not a cheap shot in any way. This injury. Reddick on Booker. Played like an all-star tonight. Booker for three. Really? Really? Wow. Really? 
He was wearing J.J. Redick when he hit it. <laughs> Booker, who's been brilliant with 41. Wow. Stop it. Stop it already. Now you're just showing off. Wow. Take that. You know, it's like you're at the gas station and you're just watching the price go up and up. He's got 46. I mean, his point total is going up that fast. Devin Booker, uh, shooting guard from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ooh, I bet Michigan State was sad when they didn't get him, huh? Mm -hmm. Or Michigan. Ended up going to Kentucky, uh, although he, he was born in Grand Rapids. He ended up uh, going to Mississippi. Moss Point. Where's Moss Point? That seems like a hot athletic spot. It seems like yeah, a lot of guys come from to, Moss I've got to double-check where that is. Well, he, he was a one-and-done in Kentucky, uh, along with Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, 13th overall pick by the Suns. And uh, right now, if you reshuffle them in that draft, Towns would still go first. But I got to hunch this kid would go before Okafor. Yes. <laughs> and probably before uh, D'Angelo Russell, too, yeah, for yes. all we know. Last night, anyway, he gets 46. And the lowly Phoenix Suns, who are basically building everything around here, uh, uh, went into Phoenix where Ben Simmons has been going crazy. Ben Simmons was supposedly sick last night, but Phoenix goes into uh, Philadelphia where there's 76ers fever. They've been filling the arena. Mm -hmm. Everybody's excited. Phoenix beats them 115-101 with Booker getting 46. I will say one thing about the NBA this year. Now we got the Cleveland doing what they're doing. They've won 12 in a row, and you still got Golden State. But there have been... More teams jumping up and beating good teams than in years, don't you? There's, I'm not no. saying we got parity, but we got more bad teams beating good teams than we normally have. You, you here. just you the what you have is you have these four or five teams at the top that probably have the most realistic chance of winning the championship, mm -hmm. and then everybody else is just the the other 25 teams in the league are kind of. Changing, together, changing yeah. victories. And then you've here. got the, the terrible teams at the bottom, too. But, but Well, yeah. Phoenix is supposed to be one of them, and they go and, uh, yeah, and win that right. game. Devin Booker, 46. And uh, since they uh, fired their coach and uh, started uh, playing a little different uh, style, they've, uh, they've, uh, this kid's maybe somebody of Phoenix would go to a basketball game just to watch this kid. He's fantastic. Troy Walters back deep for Daniel Riso's kickoff. Is in front of him, gets away from him, they juggled it, and finally there's still a scramble going on, and I'm not sure who got it. The Giants! The Giants! See, this is one of those ugly kicks that, that, that hits about the 17-yard line, and he just runs into his own guy. I mean, there were two of yep. them there, and he got hit by his own guy, and the ball was knocked out of there. Really? You had to pull a highlight from uh, 41 down? Hey, he, uh, Royce told me to. Royce told me to. <laughs> Officially, they would, they charged that fumble to Mo Williams when yeah. you look at the play by play. Did they really? Not Troy Walters. It was seven to nothing as the Giants took the kickoff and scored in four plays. Then they kicked off to uh, Troy and Troy Walters, who was coming up to try to get the ball, and, and he Mo and Williams, Williams went ran back and into each it, other, yeah. and uh, it was fourteen to zero. 30 seconds later, after the first one, it ended up being 41 donut. But Troy Walters ended up, he didn't do much here 2000, 2001, brought kicks back, uh, uh, caught, uh, uh, didn't really catch any passes here. But then they uh, 
when he went down to Indiana, Indianapolis, he had a pretty good career. Mm-hmm. He, he ended up playing seven years in the eight years in the league. Uh, did okay in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, played in Arizona and Detroit. Didn't know what happened to him until I saw he was named the interim coach at Central Florida. How about that? Offensive coordinator, little guy, five foot eight. Remember the little guy? Uh, and he's College Station is where he went to high school. Uh, so that was the old man. Had to be coaching there before he came to work for uh, for, Trent, Denny. for Denny. Mm-hmm. He, and Denny Trent uh, coached for Denny for eight years. They they the the uh, Vikings took him in the fifth round in two thousand. Didn't he win and, the Bolitnikoff or something at at Stanford as like the oh, nation's yeah, best great, wide receiver like or something like that? Time uh, he was became their all time. Yeah, he won the Fred Bolitnikoff. He went War. to the Rose Bowl, I think, when they lost to Wisconsin. And Kenny, what do you think of that? Huh? We were just mentioning. We were just mentioning Troy Walters, who played for the Vikings 16 years ago, and Manny said, "Didn't he win the Bolitnikoff Award at, at Stanford?" What What the hell is wrong with you, Manny? <laughs> I don't know. You've heard about girls, right? Right. <laughs> yes. I'm dating one now, and she's wonderful, and she yes, loves me. Yes, okay. right. She That's quizzes good. him on football yeah, knowledge right. every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She says, no wonder. He throws names at him, and he comes up with That's right. Flashcards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Troy Walters, interim coach, and the reports this morning were that he was a candidate for the job, and about two hours later, uh, Central Florida hired Josh Heupel, the uh, Hoople, right? The uh, former quarterback. Oklahoma? At Oklahoma. Yeah, won a national championship. And uh, who rapidly moved up and became a offensive coordinator. And he was at Missouri and uh, as the offensive coordinator there. And they hired him today, which probably means uh, Scott Frost announced seven assistants were following him. I think he didn't announce Walters and some of the others because he thought maybe one of them would get the job. But now that they haven't, I would imagine Walters is going to join him to Nebraska. And Frost is still going to coach the bowl game. Still is, I guess. Still is. Uh, It's it's an unusual situation, especially as quickly as they filled the job there. All right, we'll be back. The great Rich Gannon will join us. Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. Rich Gannon, the quarterback, the league MVP. It's former Vikings quarterback and current CBS NFL analyst Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon is with us, Twin Cities resident. What if we throw a little of this at those Super Bowl visitors uh, the weekend of the Super Bowl? That, that little driving rain followed by snow, followed by freezing temperatures, and turned the whole city into ice. How do you think they'd like that? Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> as long as the Vikings are playing in the You know, it's, it's interesting. It reminds me a little bit this morning of what we got in Dallas, you know, five years ago, wherever it was. That Super Bowl was down there for that, and they certainly yes. weren't ready for this. <laughs> The weather, but I know that the, the good folks up here in the Twin Cities would, would be able to handle this weather. But I'll tell you, Pat, the more I travel around the, the, the NFL, I'm talking to these general managers, there's a lot of talk about the Minnesota Vikings and what they've done. And, you know, that win last week down there in Atlanta was really impressive. I mean, this, you look at you look at the Falcons, that's the first time all year they haven't had an offensive touchdown. They were just one of ten on third down, and the Vikings just absolutely dominated them defensively. I was going to say that. You hold the Rams. The Rams came in here as hot as anybody and got seven. 
And then you go down to Atlanta for a road game, and everybody's saying Atlanta's back. Sarkeesian and Ryan have figured it out, and they end up kicking three field goals. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, like Julio Jones. I mean, you know, no yeah. one's really had an answer for him all year. He had two catches in the game. I mean, you look at, you know, Atlanta's been really good on third down. They were one of ten on third down, and I mean, that's just a, a really strong performance. And you know, I get one of these votes for the NFL MVP. I also get the votes for the comeback player of the year. I'll tell you, Case Keenum right now. I was having this conversation with another buddy the other day, and I said, if I had a vote today for the comeback player of the year, it would be Case Keenum. I mean, he's he's been amazing. He's, you know, eight straight wins, another strong performance, twenty-five and thirty, a couple touchdowns. He's taking care of the football, and he's got the Vikings atop the division at ten and two. And I tell you, I look at the, I look at the schedule the rest of the way. I know Carolina's going to be tough this week down there in Carolina, but. I think the Vikings can go down there and get a win. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Carolina's not as good as Atlanta, I don't think. Do you? Well, I think defensively they're better. Uh, I, you know, you look at that, that defense. I mean, Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson and Thomas Davis, great. Maybe one of the better linebacking cores in football. You know, Peppers, K1 Short, they're good up front. Maybe if there's a weakness, maybe it's a little bit on their back end. But, you know, the, the quarterback, I think, will really struggle. Cam Newton has not been very accurate and very efficient from the pocket. Uh, and I just think that they can get to him a little bit. You just got to keep the lid on him and not let him run around and extend plays. But you know, McCaffrey and Stewart, that's a good good combination. And, you know, Olsen's probably going to obviously be able to do something that you would think and Funches. But I think the Vikings match up them really well. I think Carolina will struggle. Carolina's clearly not as good as Atlanta on offense. No, uh, Rhodes and uh, Rhodes uh, goes after Jones and does great. Gets a lot of help from Harrison Smith. That's Mike Zimmer right there. Uh, somebody pointed out last year against Beckham against the Giants, they did the same thing. They said, "Okay, uh, we're going to use Rhodes, and he's going to get help from Smith, and we're going to take away Beckham and see what you can do offensively." And uh, that certainly worked. You know, would you have a a tandem like that with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones? I just think that's great coaching. Look, let's take away their go-to guy. Let's take away somebody who can really turn this game upside down and make them, make them do something different. You know, I think you know, that's frustrating for a quarterback. I mean, you, you know this guy's a playmaker. You, you, you don't feel like anyone can match up to him one-on-one. And when you roll, when you change up looks for him, you roll safeties over there, you play some cut coverage, you do some different things to take him away, that can be frustrating. Not only, not only for, the, for the player himself, but for the quarterback and for the play caller. Uh, and this is uh, going to be the first time around uh, for a home game, uh, home playoff game in the new stadium. Everybody talked about how loud this place could get. Uh, we hadn't really seen it until that Rams game, but uh, people think this might be a tougher place to play than the Metrodome. Uh, the sound might be even louder in there. There's just something about this team. I just think there's so much energy around them right now. I just the way they've handled themselves, I think Mike Zimmer deserves a lot of the credit. You know, they had that late season collapse a season ago after getting off to a great start. This team seems like they're very mature. I think they, they understand the magnitude of the situation. And they go about their, their – they have a workmanlike attitude and approach to the game each week, which I really admire and appreciate. Man, this is a team that has shown that they can handle success. Yeah, that is uh, that is for sure. And uh, as you look at unexpected uh, Viking teams having great years, this this one ranks right up there. Uh, most everybody had them eight, eight, nine at the most. And uh, this is you know fourteen. And they beat the they beat Carolina. They're going fourteen and two. I would guess you get Cincinnati at home, Green Bay. 
if they're done, there's no way they're going to play Rodgers, and uh, then you then you end up with the Bears here. Yeah, it, look, it's looking good, and but they just got to take care of business, and, and more importantly, you know, they, they've got to understand that to really be recognized as a great team, it's not not necessarily just what you do in the regular season. I mean, I think back to that team with Denny Green that mm-hmm. went fifteen and one, and. You've got to be able to do damage in the postseason and ultimately win a championship. That's really what it's all about. Nobody really talks. I mean, I, I played in the Super Bowl. We didn't win, and no one really talks about that team. It's just, that's just the way it is. You've got to go there and win and get it done. And, of course, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But you know, I think this team, the way they're built right now with their defense, with the way they're playing on offense, I mean, they're just playing complimentary football. You say, well, where's the weakness right now as you study this team? I mean, they're taking care of the football. They're making plays. You know, Case Keenum, I I just – he creates some plays that just simply aren't there. I mean, he's he's not the most – you wouldn't say he's the – he's certainly not, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. But he's got some mobility. He's got really a a terrific pocket awareness where he just has a sixth sense. He knows where to pull it down, slide, make some plays. You know, reset, and, and he always seems to have the ball in a throwing position with his eyes down the field. So I just, I just like his playmaking ability. I like the fact that he's, he's going out and playing with such confidence each week. Uh, the guy up in Seattle beat the Eagles uh, for the Vikings. Oh. That was a favor. Uh, Russell Wilson's, I know it's, uh, you know, there's a Brady bandwagon going, and he's having a fantastic year, but uh, I'm, Russell Wilson's my MVP, man. You know, he reminds me, and you'll appreciate this. Pat, because you remember it like it was yesterday. He reminds me of Roger the Dodger. I mean, yeah. Roger Stallback, a young Roger. I just remember him running around backwards and sideways and, and losing. You know, you think you're, he's running the wrong way. And then he would turn around and make a throw. And I see so many of those plays from Russell Wilson. I mean, the Eagles are a good defense. And, and those defense players, I saw a number of times, they were coming off the field exhausted, just trying to chase him down. And, you know, that's. I mean, that offensive line's not very good. They're very average running the football, and this guy keeps them in games each week, and he is, you, you know, look, you make a great argument for him being the National Football League MVP. What he's meant to that team is uh, is pretty amazing. Hey, uh, we talk to Herm Edwards every week. What do you think of Herm jumping off the cliff and getting into college coaching? Good for him. You know, <laughs> Herm, Herm always thought of himself as a head coach. Uh, you know, he loves He's passionate about football. Uh, I think he realized that his opportunity to get back in uh, as a head coach of the National Football League wasn't going to happen. And I just think this is good for the for the young student athletes at, at Arizona State. Look, he's going to make it enjoyable. I think these kids are going to get a great experience. Hopefully he can put together a good coaching staff. And the problem he's going to have is that's a tough, you know, like, it's like the Big Ten, the Pac-12. It's a tough conference. He's going to have to really do a terrific job recruiting. And and if you don't have a quarterback, it's hard. And I look at the University of Minnesota, and it just breaks my heart. They haven't had a quarterback, you know, since Tony Dungy. And, <laughs> that's a problem. You know, if you don't have a quarterback, it's you're better off selling life insurance. Than look at the guy. Look at the, the poor guy for the Giants, you know. I mean, yeah. they've got a quarterback. But the whole situation just collapsed. And, uh it's tough when you're, you're struggling to score points offensively. Uh, so uh, last night, uh, that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game turned about as mean and ugly as a football game can. I hate to see that. You know, um, two teams fighting it out, two divisional teams that know each other. There's bad blood between them. But uh, th- th- that's not good, you know. And, and 
you saw that hit by uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then he stood over. The, 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 that, that's that's bad. I mean, that's just, there's no place for it in football. At some point, you know, I was thinking last night, you know, you're going to do that, and then eventually it's going to happen to you. And, you know, what goes around comes around. And, you know, you don't ever want to see someone lay motionless on the ground. I mean, that, I saw Ryan Shazier, you know, go down the ground like that. I mean, it made me sick to my stomach. I mean, it's just yeah. – He's a great player, and you know I, I've been following the reports. He's, they're saying he's got some. There's a little bit of progress, but certainly not out of the woods yet. And I mean that that guy's career may be over. And he's a terrific player, and uh, you know you just hate to see that. And uh, that that game got out of hand. You, you already saw the discipline that's been handed down. Both players, a couple of players, have already been suspended. You know, Juju Smith Schuster suspended for a game. Uh, the safety for the Bengals suspended for a game, and that's the way it should be. There's no. There's no reason for that and there's, there's no place for that in our game it is amazing though uh, rich that you all sit around and you pray for the kid that got hurt shazir and then uh you know a couple of periods later you're trying to kill each other so it's uh yeah it's just it's unfortunate and it, you know that's just um you know coaches have to take some responsibility for their team the way they behave and you know look at you know look, at, look what happened in the new england game i mean you know gronkowski you know uh kid white from from Buffalo intercepts the ball and then he pile drives him with an elbow yeah. and, a, and a shoulder and a forearm to the head and the kid gets concussed. I mean, you know, he, he, he got suspended. So, I mean, you got to, you know, you suspend a player like that, you know, I think that the average fan may not realize you're taking, you know, almost a quarter, you know, you're taking one sixteenth or one seventeenth of a salary. If a guy's making four or five million dollars, that's, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. So, I, and, and it should be. I mean, if you're going to behave like that, you know, they ought to, you ought to be suspended, and there ought to be some significant consequences. Hey, uh, Rich, I was just talking to my friend Bill Livingston from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. He told us now the Rams have had a little hard luck here with Hugh Jackson. They also are 4-45 and in their last 49 games. That's impossible. It's awful. <laughs> you feel for a coach like that, but it's a dysfunctional organization. I think everyone around the league knows it. He's had, he's got, he's had one win. Since he's been the head coach yep. of the Cleveland Browns, we're almost through his second season, which will be his last season. They're gonna they're gonna just blow the place up. There'll be a new general manager. There'll be a new again. Yep, yep. And it's and you know new quarterback, and it's a just a it's a it's a dysfunctional cycle. And meanwhile, all the other folks in that division, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, are laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, it's just it's a it's a real tragedy. You got an owner who simply didn't know what he was getting into when he bought the team. Yep. Hey, have you watched Baker Mayfield at all? Is he uh, is he the number yeah. one overall? I tell you, it's either he, him, or the kid from USC. I, this Mayfield kid, though, is is pretty 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 special. I mean, he throws the ball well. He's he's accurate from the pocket. He can make plays on the move. He's he can run. He's tough. He's durable. I mean, I think you go you start checking a lot of the boxes when you when you start looking at this kid. But um, I think the the bowl season is going to be important. I think some of these. Um, you know, East-West and some of the blue-gray and some of the, the, the all-star games are important to, to be able to get a chance to the senior bowl to see where he's at when he gets into, uh, you know, with other players and an NFL-style offense and to really, you know, kind of give him a once-over. But so far, so good. He's got a good chance of he's one of the three finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, my guess is uh, whichever one the Browns take, the other one will turn out to be better. <laughs> You're probably right, unfortunately. You know, that's just uh, – it's like I don't know if there's somebody is like a jinx or is the hex on those guys or something. I don't know. I mean, and it's a great. I mean, it's an unbelievable football town. They love their team. Yes. And I mean, if they could just put a winner out there, it would be an amazing place. They still, they still show up and support the team. But boy, they just, 
the product on the field has been awful. Thank you, Rich. Talk to you next week. You're the best. See you, buddy. All right. Don't slip on the ice. We'll talk All right, pal. Okay. Uh, Rich Gannon, one of us. He's a Minnesota fella, and, uh, and uh, we have him on Tuesdays and are very happy about that. about dissension around this uh, Operation Ours. What do you mean? We got, well, Rook got into it with <laughs> our favorite uh, chef today, and now uh, he and Kenny got uh, a little sparring going here. You know what I blame, Rook? He's oh, sleep-deprived. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that could be it. That could be it. Uh, and he's uh, scared to death driving around in those tires. Oh, yeah. so that, uh, the, careful. The, the, Folks, the just check out the traffic man's latest tweet. And you'll <laughs> yes. be entertained for hours. <laughs> yes. yes, you will. Here is Mr. John Height about ready to face his three-and-a-half-hour commute to the north well, suburbs this evening. Not that bad. Come on. Won't be that bad. I hope. Good hour and a half, I would guess. This update sponsored by Reavers, Reavers meanwhile. Oh, my God. <laughs> I might just stay yeah. over. Night. Good to see you in a week. This update sponsored by Aruba Tourism. Ready for an easy winter escape to sunny Aruba? Starting December 23rd, Delta has new nonstop Saturday service for Minneapolis. Visit Delta.com to book your Aruba vacation today. Wild in action tonight. They're out on the West Coast to face Los Angeles, and the Minnesota Gophers also play. Number 14 Gophers in action tonight on the road in Nebraska to face the Cornhuskers. <laughs> Another phone call from a guy with my phone number who has no idea when we're on the air. Nope. Did you hear that? I yeah, did. We yes, sure did. did. Okay. Was it Sooch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got what channel's the Gopher game on? Yeah. What's he doing right now? <laughs> well, Joe, I'm still on the air. Minnesota United <laughs> announcing today that Nick Rogers is leaving the organization. Rogers was president of Minnesota United FC before the club hired Chris Wright as its new chief executive officer in September. Rogers was named president back in 2013 when Bill McGuire became owner of the club, then known as the Minnesota Stars of the North American Soccer League. While serving as president, Rogers oversaw the club's transition to Major League Soccer through its first season this uh, past season in 2017. Team said the position of president will not be Replace. And Nick looked damn spiffy in a scarf, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, I bet he he'll still be at United Games looking spiffy in the scarf. <laughs> According to Baseball America's Aaron Fitt, the Twins have hired Duke Baseball's Pete Mackey to be their minor league pitching coordinator. Mackey's coached at the University of New Haven, Columbia University, and at Duke. He joined Duke back in 2015. Any relation to our guy? It's spelled differently. Got it. Mm-hmm. He replaces... It's a Finlander, right? M-A-K-I? That's correct, okay. yep. He replaces Eric Rasmussen, who held the uh, position for nine years before being let go in September. More Dukies on the twin yeah, staff. Yeah, we need more Dukies. They, <laughs> they can teach our first baseman how to flop oh, when that knew, line drive comes that back coming. right up the middle there. <laughs> Here's how you do it, fellas. Right on your back. Yeah, right. Look like you're in pain, too. Yes, right. So really sell it. Mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski's one-game suspension for that late hit has been upheld no after an kid. appeal. He's lucky he didn't get his I'm, career. I was just going to say, I'm surprised he only got one yeah. game. That's crazy. The appeal was heard by Derek Brooks, the appeals officer assigned to the hearing jointly by the NFL and the Players Association. Derek, the former player, Derek Brooks? I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's Derek mm-hmm. Brooks and... Uh, Runyon, the, uh, the offensive linemen, are, are their discipline guys. Huh. Ronkowski will miss Monday night's game against the Dolphins. He was penalized on the play, but not ejected on Sunday. It's the first NFL suspension for Gronkowski since he entered the league in 2010. You think he might have did it on purpose? Is that Miami game, I presume, is in Miami, right? Not sure. So he'll be down there. You mean South the Beach. Buffalo game? 
The next, no, oh, all, the, all the next, the next, the next Miami. Uh, yeah, I think it's down in Miami. Oh. You're just going to go down there and rip it up on South Beach. I can't be with the team. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I'll go with the Gosh, team. Gosh darn, I can't play. That's <laughs> so, so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Red Bull Crash Ice Racing Series coming back to St. Paul. Not exactly a surprise. This will be the seventh year in a row. It'll happen, they announced today, January 19th and 20th. Oh, shucks. I thought it'd be Super Bowl week. Why not the weekend before the Super Bowl? The track is 1,600 feet long. Of course, all the ice and everything in the 12-story drop. I like how we phrase it coming back. It hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's here every single year, yes, which is well, good. I mean, it, it brings returning. out a lot of people. It comes back every year. Sure. That's, that's, that's right. I, I can't argue with that one. Because it goes other places, too, yeah. so it's coming back here. That's what that Mankato State <laughs> Education will do for you. Yeah. Do what now? <laughs> <laughs> and the Russians won't compete in the uh, Pyeongchang Olympics under their own flag if they compete at all after a decision from the IOC today. They announced they've suspended the Russian Olympic Committee, a move that effectively bans the country almost two months before the opening of the games. Did Pootie make a statement yet? Anybody see I haven't Pootie seen statement? one word uh, from Pootie. Pootie ain't happy. It's probably, probably Someone's going to end up dead, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that seems... Uh, a little harsh. All right. Thank you, Johnny. You bet. The ride with Royce now continues. It's time for Late Hits. Uh, well, it has started. Uh, Florida State's Derwin James, uh, uh, who's going to be... According to uh, Kuiper, or one of them, I'm not sure which one, he's the third-rated player going into this draft, a safety from Florida State. He is a redshirt sophomore, uh, so that makes him eligible for the draft, and he will not play in Florida State's bowl game. Well, aren't, and they're going to play in like a low-tier one, though, well, right? Well, they're going to be playing in the Independence Bowl. Ah, uh, we played. We got a few once. of those. We yeah, that only once. Uh, Goody won down there. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. Clemson. But it's called this year, it is the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. Okay. Okay. What's Walk-On? I believe I was just trying to look that up. That's why I was a little late there. Sure. Walk-Ons, there's a shoe product called Walk-Ons, but there's also a chain of restaurants in that area okay. called Walk-Ons. And I was going to make fun of it. But it's gumbo. I'm seeing it right. The Southern menu looks cooking, great. And I want to walk ons in this town, okay? Walk ons, bistro, and bar, baby. Holy cow, okay, this place looks great. Here's the great thing about bowl games. We did a little of this yesterday with the uh, with the uh, former Micron PC bowl, yes, the, uh, yes. which is now the uh, Camping World yep. bowl, and they've had eight <sighs> sponsors since '90, and they've had. T- Two locations, right? Now, this is the Independence Bowl. So when uh, the Gophers played there, it was the Independence Bowl. In 1990, it became the Poulon Independence Bowl. Sure. In 1991 through 97, it was the Poulon Weed Eater uh, Independence Bowl. In uh, 1998 to 2000, it was the Sanford Independence Bowl. In 2001, 2003, it was the mainstay. That's a little chain of cheap uh, motels. Oh, sure. Okay. Yep. Mainstay. 2001 to three. Then it went back to being the Independence Bowl. We didn't have a sponsor for two years. Then it became the Petro Sun Independence Bowl, 2006, 2008. 
2008 to 12, it became the AdvoCare V100 Independence Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then AdvoCare said the hell with the independence part of it. (laughs) And it just became the AdvoCare V100 Bowl in 2013. Then it became my favorite, the Duck Commander Bowl (laughs) in uh, 2014. And guess what? What? 2015-16, it was the Camping World Independence Bowl. But then the camping world said, the hell with you, we're going to Orlando. Okay. Uh, so now it is the Walk-Ons Bowl. Uh, so that is how many sponsors? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So they're tied. They're basically tied with uh, the uh, Blockbuster Bowl, but they've been around a lot longer. Uh, you know what I'm wondering? Worst bowl game I've ever been to in my life, Shreveport, Louisiana. It's basically a glorified high school stadium. Uh, and it was two six and five teams doing battle, Clemson and the Gophers. Uh, that and, was when I called Coach Frank Howard, the legend, and uh, said I was, you know, he was a retired old redneck mm-hmm. Clemson coach who had great success there. And uh, I called, I said, Patrick Ricey from the St. Paul Dispatch. And he says, St. Paul Dispatch! <laughs> That paper get out of the city limits, boy. That was his his first comment. And then later he says, what you record up there? I said, six and five. He says, we six and five, too. This ain't no bowl game. This is a battle of piss ants. That that was the year Lou Lou left, right? Lou left. He left Goody, and we we went down there and beat him. But Clemson wasn't what it had been or what it would be. So think about that, boys. Our Gophers Alabama? have bowl victories over Alabama and Clemson. The last two national champions. Think about that. Oregon. And Oregon. Oregon. Yes. Oregon, Oregon and Arkansas. Holy yeah. cow. We, we uh, may speak. May speak three in a row. Alabama, Arkansas, and Oregon. That's right. Mm. Unbelievable. And then lost to Texas Tech. Yes. Guns up. No. He lost was, to Virginia. He lost to Texas Tech, and he lost. The Virginia ended his winning streak. Yep. Then Coach Brew uh, lost to uh, Kansas. Kansas by a hundred, <laughs> and then fourteen to seven to, to Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State, State in the worst bowl game ever played. Yes, yeah. The girlfriend uh, who's an Iowa State alum, she never lets me uh, forget about that. Did you tell her you really bowl. had no stock in that one and could care less? Yeah, I'd tell her I'd that. Tell her you that, know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was a great one. Uh, that we should buy the rights to a bowl game. game. We should. The ride with Ricey Bowl. <laughs> the ride with Ricey Bowl. If Come you ever on. One. Well, uh, we could maybe beat out the the chain of... Uh, was it Beefo Brady? Chain of, oh, there was a Beefo Brady. We had a Beefo yeah. Brady for oh, a while. we had a Beefo Brady yeah. for a while. It's fantastic. It's uh, the the number of changes of these. Uh, it's like golf tournaments uh, are going through. A, oh, yeah. Two, you know, they'll, they'll take any jackass who walks up with 20 bucks. <laughs> Hey, so, what's uh, the ride with Rosie? Who cares? Slap the name on it. Let's go. 30. Let's go, Mets. And <laughs> it is amazing whenever I make fun of bowl games how many uh, responses I get from, I love watching bowl games. These college kids really care. Yeah, well, Derwin James just proved that, didn't he? Yes, he did. He's going to the NFL for Christian Monday. McCaffrey really proved that last yeah, year, yeah, didn't he? Christian yeah. McCaffrey, America's he hero. skipped the Rose Bowl, right? Skipped the, yeah. No, it wasn't was it the, the Rose Bowl. No, it was the Sun Bowl. Okay. They were in the Rose Bowl the year before. That's right, when they beat Iowa. They edged uh, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the uh, our uh, to me, uh, he's the guy the Vikings should pay the most attention to when they go to Charlotte. 
Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Actually, yeah, Christian, because they like to throw even those more than Cam. Passes. Well, you got to <laughs> you got to chase Cam around, but uh, you know, I don't know. I think they win fourteen and two. They mm-hmm. kicked they kicked their butt last year. They were yes, down they in uh, Carolina. All right, we shall return with our daily complaints. Now on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny Hill, what you got? The Wolves. <laughs> just the Wolves. <laughs> just, I mean. 14 years of the Wolves. Yeah, it's just, it, come on. Wiggins, <laughs> Towns, come on. Tibbs, come on. You guys are better than this. Yes, come on. They, they should be better you gotta, than this. Come on. Let's, let's get on the same, not the same page, the same document. Right. The yeah. same portfolio. So, Pat, much like uh, the guy at the Olympics, where does Manny's frustration come from? From D Wolves. <laughs> from D Wolves. <laughs> you get the wolf urine. Yeah, from D Wolves. They play D-wolves. like they're playing in wolf urine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my daily complaint how in God's name is Marvin Lewis still a head coach in the league? The end of that game last night, and I get it, the Bengals are a disaster, and he's probably going to get fired at the end of the year anyway. You guys. Are you sure. Pittsburgh was marching. They had one timeout left. The clock is running. They're just past midfield. They're setting up for a field goal, and he calls a timeout. Yeah. Marvin Lewis does to well, set this up. Well, they might have had nine guys on the field for all we know. Uh, but uh, Marvin, I think Marvin's a hell of a guy, and I'm glad he lasted as long as he did. But Pat Shermer will be their coach next season. That's a piping hot spot. You can't do that. Pat Shermer is a. That's a piping hot spot. Pat Shermer is a Mike Brown hire. Quiet. You know, professional, blah, blah, blah. I agree that he will get ahead. Don't you feel like Mike Brown won't cut Marvin Lewis loose because everybody is expecting him to? No, I think six times he's done that. But this time, I think he's going to. It's time to make a change. You know what? My daily complaint is that all of you people out there have to go to your. You know, melancholy jobs every day, Monday through Friday. (laughs) You can't be working in a place like this. Where everybody is loose as a goose, having a good old time. We got grumpy Kenny. We got crazy rookie. We got the the mayor who runs the operation has absolutely gone insane in his old age. That's fantastic. I'm not talking about the product. Hell no. no. I'm not talking about the product. I'm talking about what surrounds the product. It is fantastic. I'm having the time of my life, and I'm 72 bleeping years old. It's great. So your daily complaint in. is us, or no, is it everybody else? my daily else? complaint is these poor people out there who don't know what it's ah, like to have fun when they go I to gotcha. work. I got you. The grumpy fantastic. people of the world. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.